The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. Are you tasked with ordering food for your office? Let me tell you about EasyCater. With over 100,000 restaurants to choose from nationwide and 24-7 customer support, EasyCater helps assistants like you and me succeed at work and makes our lives easier. Visit easycater.com slash leader assistant to find out more. Hey friends, welcome to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and this is episode 239. It's a very special episode because in way, way back in episode number 38, I had the privilege of speaking with Lucy Brazier and Lucy uh, and I had a great conversation. You can check out that episode in our first uh, interview conversation at leaderassistant.com slash 38, leaderassistant.com slash 38 to check out part one. But now, uh, 200 episodes later, 201 episodes later, um, a few years later, I'm excited to welcome back Lucy Brazier for episode 239. Lucy, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Jeremy. It's always great to see you, and I'm so looking forward to this. Awesome. So a lot's happened in the last few years uh, since we since we last spoke. So let's jump right in and tell us a couple personal things that have happened with you, with maybe your hobbies or your travel or your family. What's what's something uh, that you've been grateful for over the last three years? Oh, grateful for so many things. But of course, with COVID hitting, um, we were in London when COVID hit. Um, we were two months off our big conference, I think. Uh, two weeks off our big conference, actually, um, and we had nowhere to live. So um, that was all very exciting. And very luckily, my church found us a house um, and we stayed there from the April through till August when we were finally able to move to Spain, which had long been a dream. And my husband is 20 years older than me. So we, um, well, he has retired there and I now have an office there. So it's a whole new way of life. And it is wonderful. It's a 30-minute walk to work in the morning right along the seafront. So it's very beautiful and I can see wonderful things first thing in the morning every day. And I have a new team out there and it's just an absolute joy. So that's one thing that's personal, which I um, am very grateful for because it gives me a lot more balance in my life. And the temperature is certainly better than the UK. Um, (laughs) But secondly, the other thing um, which I know a lot of the listeners will probably have seen is getting my OBE back in 2021, which was a complete surprise. And for those of you that aren't um, from the UK, you won't know what that is. But it um, it was an OBE is an officer of the British Empire Award. And I was awarded it by the late Queen. So I now have a scroll that's um, sitting on my wall in Spain with her signature in blue ink on it. But I actually went to Windsor Castle a couple of weeks back and got awarded it by the King. So all very exciting and really lovely to have that um, recognition for services to office professionals. Awesome. Well, congratulations. And yeah, that's definitely definitely a big, uh, big accomplishment. All right. Well, let's talk about professionally now. So your work uh, with it now, I think, I think when we last spoke, it was, uh, your, your organization was named differently. And so now you're executive support media. 
And so um, I believe you had a name change and then um, you've done, obviously you mentioned the COVID transition, but what's uh, been maybe your most exciting thing in your professional organization as far as what you've done with assistance and um, yeah, what are you excited about these days? I know it's been a while since we've chatted. Yes, you're so right. So when we last spoke, we were executive secretary. And obviously, that word was becoming obsolete. And it was very important that we were keeping up with the times. So we became executive support media, which is far more um, where things are at. But I think, you know, over COVID, like everybody else, we pivoted. And I hate that word, but I can't think of a better one. Um, and we went and did all sorts of things online. So we moved from doing five conferences a year on five different continents to doing two a year now um, in person and two online, um, which is wonderful. But the thing I'm most excited about is the work that is um, actually not my commercial work at all. It's the Global Skills Matrix and the Global Skills Matrix, um, which is the World Administrators Alliance um, product, is a career framework for assistance that was signed off by the heads of association from 29 different countries. Um, and it means that for the very first time, there is a way to look at um, the career of an assistant and to see all five different levels and what skills and behaviours and tasks you can expect for each level. And we've now drawn up competencies that you can align with that as well. And so I think it's really exciting. We're talking to some of the biggest businesses in the world about how they restructure their administrative functions to turn them into departments often. And I think that's really important because previously they had said, you know, we can't have people sitting in departments because they have to sit across the business, which meant you were very siloed, I think, as assistants. Um, whereas now, because so many are working from home or from on a hybrid situation, it means that you can have, like everybody else, structure and leadership, a kind of, you know, when I'm big, I want to be that person and professional development and budget. And I think more than anything else, it's about goals and KPIs and performance review so that you know when you're exceptional and you know when you should be getting promoted rather than it being about either somebody managing you who says, oh, well, they're a nice person. Let's give them a pay rise because they don't understand what somebody in administration is meant to do at all. Or just because your executive is promoted and they say, well, it's time for them to get promoted at the same time. It gives you a career path all of your own. And that, to me, there are literally thousands of businesses now across the world who are implementing that. And BlackRock just got it over the line in America, which and obviously they're a UK business and in various other places as well. But I was in New York when they got it over the line. And that was so exciting to see a business of that size uh, finish their restructure that they had sense checked against the global skills matrix. And now their assistants are doing all sorts of interesting things. And in fact, they are in the process of putting together a, a case study for us, which I'm really hoping will be published so that um, not probably for 18 months time, because we have to see what the results are, but it will give a really strong barometer for everybody else as to what the results can be when Global Skills Matrix is implemented. So that for me is the most exciting thing because I think that's a total game changer for the profession. Yeah, you know, it's I often talk to assistants who are like, yeah, I'm working in this, you know, small organization and they give me high ratings on my performance reviews and they say I'm doing great. But then when I ask for a salary increase, they're like, well, you're at the top of the salary range, you know, and it's like they don't have 
a lot of HR departments and a lot of org, org charts don't even have a bucket for the administrative professional uh, titles. What you know, whether you're executive assistant, administrative assistant, office manager, two executive support or executive business uh, partner, you know, all those different types of titles, they just don't really have it anywhere for you. And so I think it's great um, to have different ways to kind of show people like, listen, you've got all your engineers in a very clear career path. You've got all your salespeople with a very uh, clear career path. You've got all your marketing people that have very clear career paths. How come there's not, not a clear path for executive assistants? So that's great. Yeah, and it kind of ties into that wonderful article from Simone White on the need for inclusion, in which she says, I am a woman, I'm black, but neither of those things have held me back in my career. The thing that has held me back is the fact that I'm an assistant. And really, um, she is now one of the most powerful assistants in the world. But I had a conversation not too long ago with the head of HR at European Central Bank, who was saying that they were looking at the issue of assistance in terms of inclusion, because they are excluded from so many different things. And you're absolutely right, Jeremy. It is so important that there is some form of career progression. And can you imagine if any of those departments, sales, marketing, finance, didn't have leadership and they were saying, well, you know, you can organize yourselves, go and get a lunch and learn. You you would never have it because you can't measure performance in that way. And the point is with Global Skills Matrix, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. And for the very first time, there is now a tool which says you can measure your assistants and what their performance is, and you can work out what the skills gaps are, and then you can train them to become a world-class administrative function so that they can underpin what the stakeholders are doing. And surely that's what every business worth its salt wants. I think, you know, it's quantifiable, and I know you talk about this stuff all the time also, but we had an organization, just as an example, from America, it's a national laboratory, Um, They had over 500 assistants. It took us a year to track them down because there were so many different job titles and they weren't sure how many they had. And we did the math for them because they were on an efficiency and cost saving drive. And we thought, well, okay, if we're putting together a um, document that is a case study, a, a business case for restructure, really important to make sure that we're doing the math in there. And when we worked out if each of those assistants was saving the middle management, not the senior management, the middle management one hour a day, the amount of saving in a week was $88,600. And that's before they went and did anything else with the time, the executives in that time that had been saved. That's before you looked at the actual amount of time saved. That's before you looked at the senior management and their salaries or finding the superstar assistants or the ones who are retired in situ. And of course, there are also savings on recruitment costs. So it's a total no brainer for me. And once you start talking about the business impact, then they're interested. They sit and they go, oh, we never thought about it like that. Okay, let's go back and take a look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said about when we talk about the business impacts. You know, I often say, you know, the conversation that assistants need to have with their executives should be a business conversation, not a personal you know, here's how, you know, I need to make more money. I feel like I need to make more money. I feel like I'm underpaid. No, that's not going to get you very far. It needs to be an objective business conversation with data and um, and a business case that 
communicates in the way that your executive likes to be communicated to. And most of the time, in my experience, executives like to see raw data and they like to see the cost and the and the return on the investment and the risk reward and, and all of those things. So well said. Agreed. And I think coming out of COVID, businesses have become almost obsessed with proving the ROI on every member of staff. What is the quantifiable value that they're adding to the bottom line? And for the very first time, that's including the assistants. And, you know, most HR departments have no idea how to quantify that. So showing what it does for the business and for the executives in terms of improving their productivity, because we both know that for every hour of time that's saved, that drops directly to the bottom line, is very definitely the way to get this you know, across the line and to get them to sit up and to take notice as the changes you want. And the other thing about coming out of COVID is that everything just changed. So what's one more change? And I think as assistants, you know, we tend to sit back and go, oh, let's wait until everybody else has done their bit and see how it shakes down and then see where we fit. Please don't do that, because if you do that, it's all going to change. And then they're going to go, well, it's done now. Look at it and work out where you want to sit, what value you're going to bring to your businesses and push. And I know that's not something you're very good at, but push for your position within the business, because there's never been a better time for you to step into the, your potential and the role that you've always wanted it to be, I don't think. Yeah, well said. And, you know, speaking of potential, uh, you recently published a book called The Modern Day Assistant to build your influence and boost your potential. So I'd love to, first of all, congrats on um, on publishing the book um, as, as a publisher or as a book author myself. I know it's a lot of work and it's a big project and it can be very emotional and vulnerable and all all the things so congrats on on getting your book out into the world why don't you tell us a little bit about um yeah what 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 do you cover in the book and what are you excited about to share with the world um I think actually, you know, the thing that I'm most terrified about just before I tell you that is the fact I can't change anything now. I don't know right. about you, but you keep going over and over and over it. And then they say, right, done. You can't do any more. Um, and for me, I wanted to get my two day course out there in book format and to tell some stories, I guess, and to just put it in the hands of all the people who really aren't able to come and attend my course. The more people that can get that information and can be helped to really understand where the role is headed, the better, you know. And I think um, for me, I chose to not self-publish, but to do it through a um, proper publisher, mainly because, um, and actually if I published it myself, I would probably make a lot more money, but they are um, doing all sorts of PR for me. So hopefully there will be articles in the business press, which is what I'm interested in because I want to get to the CEOs and to the heads of HR and so on, so that we can talk about things like the global skills matrix and really help them to understand how to utilize the assistance properly. Because the survey we did when we did the global skills matrix said that 78% of the assistants felt that they were not being used properly and that the businesses they worked for didn't understand the impact that would be had if they did, if they were used properly. So I think it's those conversations I'm really excited about. But the book is, you know, it's, it's exactly the same structure really as my course, which is looking at the history first of all and what that means and where it's heading as a role 
and then a whole load of stuff on leadership and on communication and on why networks are important. And obviously business strategy, because I think learning to speak business as an assistant is hugely important. Um, the effect of hybrid working. Um, there's some stuff in there about problem solving. And um, finally, we end up with stress and how you manage stress. So it's all sorts of different things. And I'm hoping it's a bit of a whistle stop tour that will really make them think. And I'm pleased, I think, that everybody who's read it so far has said they can really hear my voice in it. And they expected it to be a business book. And it is. And there's a lot of good information in there. But I think, as you said, there's an amount of vulnerability in there and there's a lot of truth in there. And it's a lot about my personal journey. And I, I've i come at it from the point of view as a CEO um, and how I have utilised my assistants and what has made the most difference, as well as from a point of view as obviously learning from assistants all over the world over the last 12 years as I've been travelling, what their issues are and how they've dealt with them. So I'm hoping it will become a bit of a treasure trove, really. Yeah, that's great. Well, The Modern Assistant uh, is available at major book retailers and Amazon. I'll include the link in the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 239, leaderassistant.com slash 239. Definitely recommend checking that, that book out. And actually, you know, you mentioned, Lucy, that you, you know, the hard part is like, oh, you're done. You can't, you can't edit, edit it anymore. You can't add anymore. So now that it's out and that you're done, with it, what's that one thing that you're like, oh man, I should have wrote a chapter about this or, oh man, I should have added this to the book. Have you had that yet? That thought yet? Certainly, because I've been blogging like crazy. I started a blog after I'd done it so that I could write other things. Um, and, you know, things come to mind. I'm actually in the middle of doing a really huge piece of research and I've done about 20 hours of talking to assistants so far to make sure that we're on the right track and we really understand where we're heading and whether we've got it right, more importantly. And um, the things they're telling us are really stimulating my thought processes for writing. So, for example, the other day I was talking to somebody who said, isn't it ironic that assistants who are trusted, probably one of the most trusted employees at their business, are not trusting themselves to advocate for themselves? And of course, you know, how true is that? So I wrote a Based on that and culture as well, assistants being leaders of culture. That's another one that really went a bit bonkers when I it and a lot of people shared it and said that was so useful. I hope you've said more about that in the book. And no, I haven't. So you know, <laughs> it's um maybe there's a book too at I some was point. Say there you go. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing and yeah, congrats on on the book launch and congrats on the OBE and all all of the uh, personal accomplishments and personal changes that you mentioned and it's been great to catch up with you. Um what's the what's the best place for people to just find you, reach out, say hi, connect, find out more about your your events and everything else? So the website is um, executivesupportmedia.com. Um, if anybody's interested in the Global Skills Matrix, it is globalskillsmatrix.com. And there's all sorts of free downloads on there. It's our gift to the profession. World Administrators Alliance's gift to the profession. So all of that information is for free. And the other place to reach out to me is on LinkedIn, um, of course, because that's really my platform and the one that I engage with people on the most. So you can go and find me. It's literally Lucy Brazier. You'll see me. <laughs> awesome. And then, you know, just to wrap up our conversation, 
you've got hopefully thousands and thousands of people listening to this episode. Um, what, what's, if, if you could, let's imagine that they all were working in office and they were all driving to work right now. What's one thing you want to say to the assistants of the world as they're driving into the office or logging onto their uh, remote uh, desk? You shall and you will and you must grab this moment. Don't wait for other people to do it for you. Everybody has their part to play in making this change for the profession. And so you need to step up and go talk to your HR departments before the moment has passed and you're looking back going, I wish we'd done it. Awesome. Well said, Lucy. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show. Uh, For those listening, Again, the show notes, leaderassistant.com slash 239. And if you want to check out part one, where Lucy and I talk about different things and and talk a little bit um, in a different era as well, uh, a few years ago, that's uh, episode 38, leaderassistant.com slash 38. So thanks again, Lucy, and uh, best of luck to you. You so much, Jeremy. Please review on Apple Podcasts. GoBullows.com